Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, as always, good to see you. You as well, man. It, we were just talking a little bit before we got yeah. started. It's been it's been a minute for us, you know. Um, you've been doing stuff on your end that's kept you super busy, and and same on my end. And it's just been it's been good. It's been chaotic. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump in because this is you know we haven't even talked about this. We haven't recorded a podcast together now for a couple of weeks because yeah. I was traveling. You did the one with, with coach Amston last week and yeah. um, just cool stuff. And, and if you're an avid listener, you probably noticed like, okay, Jamie's done a couple of solo pods. We got, we just have a lot going on right now. And, and one of the things that I actually heard from one of our recurring guests, and I tried to get him on again, our friend, Tom Lutke from Colorado. Um, he's like, you know what you guys, the podcast is so good. He goes, but if you're new, he goes, and you don't know you guys, you guys don't do a very good job of saying what you actually do. And, he, and I was like, man, you're right. And you just alluded to it. Like, right. We're both super busy with the stuff we have going on, but I want to just take a second and talk a little bit about what we actually do, because if you're joining us or if you've joined us recently, we probably haven't talked about it for six months. So more in reality, I mean, it's been a so, long time. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot, Jamie. You said you've been busy and we were talking before we hit record. So I know a little bit, but you were busy. What were you doing and what do, are you doing? Yeah. Right I, now. Good question. Um, Two questions. It's, it's been a really fun couple of weeks for, for me based on what I do. And I get to have these conversations when I go to these tournaments, right? It's, it's end of the year end of season tournament time for, for me and, and the athletes that I get to work with. And, um, so what I do is I, is I mostly coach coaches on the mental side of sports. And as a result of coaching the coaches, I get in front of some teams also. And, and I, I mean, coach coaches is a, is a broad term and it might, it's not even that accurate. I guess I had a coach reach out to me today saying, Hey, you know, um, I love what we did this year. I feel like I didn't use you the way that I could have, you know? And I'm like, absolutely reach out, do it more often, get involved. Like when you're stuck on a question about, Hey, we're struggling with this aspect of, of performance. I might not have the perfect answer, but this is what I do for a living, right? I, I, I talk to coaches and I read and research and develop programming to try and help athletes and coaches find avenues towards their best performance, elite performance in whatever way that looks like. And, and as a result, I get to be in front of full groups and teams, you know, not often, but three, four or five times a year, sometimes depending upon the group. And that's cool. Cause I get to build these relationships with athletes from all over in a bunch of different sports and, you know, it's spring season right now. So the last couple of days, you know, been paying attention to golf tournaments, softball tournaments, baseball tournaments, uh, track and field, just like the run the gamut. And then I get to be at some state tournaments and watch 
athletes kind of realize their dreams or, or not, you know, and be frustrated. And, you know, I, I, here's a perfect example of, of one athlete. I wish I had, had had the opportunity to work with prior to this weekend, false starts in a race and like you could tell, took it really hard. It's the finals of the state track meet. Like, this is what you've been working for. You false start. And in, in Minnesota, one false start DQ, you're done. Like you're out of the race, out of the race. And I'm thinking to myself, I know this athlete is in a relay very, very soon. I'm like, he's got to respond to this issue right now. Right. And a little while later, we get to the relay, uh, messed up exchange drops the baton. And I'm thinking to myself, man, are you stuck 45 minutes ago? Did you never move on from that? And, and the, the types of skills that we work on developing, and, you know, I know that you work, work in, in a similar, in a similar vein. So I'm going to get to you and ask that same question in just a second, but like, how do we stay present and not get stuck in the past and this loop of like, man, if only, right. Or to get stuck in the future with the worry and the what ifs, you know, like I, those two questions to me, or those two statements, when I hear athletes say, if only, or what if I'm going, wait, 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 wait. right now, right. What's right now. And what's right next in some ways, like what's the next thing that you can do? What's the next best step that you can take. And, and so it's just been, it's been a wild deal. Cause you know, two weeks ago, I'm at a golf tournament and I see the exact same thing happen, right? We, we lose a ball and we have to take a drop and then the wheels start to spiral, you know, and it's like, you're in a position to potentially be in the state tournament to advance into the next competition, fulfill a dream in some ways. And you're stuck three holes ago. You still haven't gotten over it. And then that decision compounds. And just like, I, I'm so compelled by the work that we get to do, because I think back to my experience and Luke, you know, coach Amson just said this last week, you know, I know that this would have made a difference for me, um, as a, as an athlete and yeah. So, so that's so, what I do and what I've been doing. So practically, and I'm going to, I'm going to keep digging a little bit more on you practically. Yeah. If I'm, if you're a coach listening, or you've also worked with some businesses, I know yeah, that's for that sure. probably your main Avenue, but I think even when I hear you talking about that, it's like, okay, that yeah. all of that applies to everything. No right. And so I know you've done other groups as well. What does it look like practically tangibly? If I'm a coach or if I'm somebody and I'm like, Hey, I want Jamie to come work with my employees or my team, whatever that looks like. Well, I mean, the first thing that I talk about is like, just being honest, right. Having extreme honesty and transparency. I think go back way back to Hannah Huseman episode 16, 17 of the podcast for, for those of you who have been listening a long time. She says self-awareness is the first step, but what is self-awareness? Just a, a willingness to be truthful with yourself, you know? And so the first step is kind of a, a a personal assessment or a program assessment, an organizational assessment from the people inside of the organization to say, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Well, here's what we do poorly. Here's what we're frustrated with. And these are the things that I think we're, we're struggling to do right now and why we need to get better. And then we, we try and get really practical about what are some steps that we can take. So we build a plan around 
the specific challenge, you know, with an athlete, it might be confidence, for example, or it might be, um, self-talk or preparation or, you know, like just a million different things that we, we can work on. And a lot of them are packaged pretty similarly because the language in your head is, is constant, right? It's, it's been established and maybe not established by you. Maybe it's been established by a coach or a parent or somebody. And we, we try and dig into that, but we then build a plan as to how can my interactions with the large group be as impactful as possible. And so we'll, you know, attack. And so you're talking about like, you're you're working with a coach at this point, coach, leader, someone that's developing the plan for how we do this. And I, and like, and I, I want, and we've said this from the beginning, it's about like, we're going to partner with you. It's not going to be me come and prescribe. I want to understand your challenges and your struggles and the things that you do well. Cause I mean, we've talked about this, like, let's not ignore our strengths. Let's actually improve and develop our strengths as well. And so, um, so we want to, we want to create a plan and, and personalize as much as possible. I know some coaches are like, just tell me what to do. And I certainly can do that also. Um, you know, but I, the more clarity that we can get and the more assessment that we can do on the front end, I think we, we get better and we have better conversations. Um, you know, I've had a coach tell me, he's like, the best thing about this process is how, what doors it opens for me as the, as the coach to have conversations with my athletes. Because when, when you come in and say, Hey, everybody feels this way. Nervousness is your body preparing to perform at its best. You know, imagine being on the Savannah and a lion is going to attack. What is your body doing? It's preparing to run as fast and to fight as hard as possible. Well, that's kind of the stressor, not really, but kind of the stressor you're under immediately pre-competition or immediately pre-high-level stress event like the state tournament or a really meaningful at bat in a game or, you know, the hole that's going to send you to the state tournament and golf meet, right? Well, we need to be able to recognize that that stressor is actually our body doing what it's supposed to be doing and what it needs to do to perform at its best. And we don't need to shut off that response. We need to respond to that response. And so like having, you know, somebody else who does this for a living and researches and spends a ton of time with this content come in and say, this is really normal. Now the kid says, Hey coach, I'm nervous. Might not ever said that before. Cause they'd have thought, well, I'm not supposed to be nervous. I'm supposed to be up for this. Well, if you've never been there before, you're probably not up for this. And I like, I went and spoke with a, with a high school to their, to the whole senior class at a high school. And it was a high school I used to teach at. And so I knew a lot of these kids, I had every single one of them almost as an eighth grader, right? I've seen all of their faces before I knew the vast majority of them. And I still that morning was dealing with butterflies and nerves and like, it's just normal. And so to be able to say that and to give Uh, an athlete, the capacity to say that and to say that it's normal and then to say it to their coach and to be honest and transparent with their coach. Now the coach can say, good, great. Let's go. That's awesome response. That's where you're supposed to be. And you don't feel like you should be doing something differently. And you just keep doing the things that you've always done. Well, that's, that's tremendously powerful for actually good outcomes, right? I mean, you're going to have better performance when you aren't trying to do something you've never done. We want to get back into our, you know, our procedural memory 
things that we've done and the procedure is known and confident people would call it muscle memory also, but like we want to do the thing we're confident, confident and comfortable doing rather than saying I'm nervous. I shouldn't be nervous. This isn't good. You know? And so we, we just work through a million different examples like that. And a lot of it is large group or specific coach to coach me to coach interaction. And I know that you do something very similar, but, um, slightly different. So explain to us how you're going about it and, and what kind of the new adventure and you've, you've alluded to it at times what, with what you're doing in Montana state, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. I, I do a little bit. So our services are kind of almost like the inverse. You do a lot of coach team stuff, large group with, yeah. with, with some individual personalized plan stuff. Right. I, I do mostly the individual stuff with, with some smatterings of, of team stuff. And so what I do is my background is in clinical social work. So I have a clinical license to practice mental health. And, and for me, what that means is I get to reach people, athletes specifically that may not ever step foot or consider going to traditional therapy or counseling. Right. And, and kind of what I tell people is I work at the intersection of sport performance and mental health because one, I don't think they're any different. Yeah. I'm just going to, I going to chime in and be like, they're not the, any the intersection is, is, uh, maybe not a 90 degree angle. Right. No, it, it's, it's basically a straight line. Right. Yeah. And, but the reason I say that is because there, are, like I said, so many athletes are programmed to, to say, Hey, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to play through it, whether I'm hurt or I'm frustrated or I'm nervous or whatever. Like I should, that you, you said that word earlier. It's like, no, I should have this figured out. Well, no, we're all different. We all experience things differently. And we also all have our own life that we're trying to live on top of whether it be performing in athletics or academics or work or whatever it is. Right. And so just because I'm supposed to, to be in this spot, right. Um, I might be experiencing things that I've never experienced before. And so you talked about working with Montana state. I'm going to play it a little coyly because there's some really good things happening and we have a, a an informal relationship right now. So I don't want to get too much in trouble or, or step too much down that line. But um, I've done some work with the football team, you know, this spring during their spring practices, I did some team stuff that that was kind of the end to introduce them to just thinking about the mental side of performance. And then, you know, it was really cool because I did five of them and it was, you know, 10, five to 10 minutes at the beginning of their practices once a week. And fortunately I'm one mile from their practice facility. So it's pretty easy to get there. And, and the first four were very, traditional sports psychology, sport performance, mental skill type stuff with, with, you know, obviously if you listen to this podcast, you know, we sprinkle in our own personal experiences on occasion because it's, that's, that's what people connect with, right? It's, if we just talk about a textbook, okay, whatever. Um, But it was really cool because I did the first four. And then after that, it was like, there was, there was a level of comfortability and the coach came to me and he's like, okay, you know what? we need to do some mental health stuff. And I was yeah. like, right on, let's do it. And, and I think that just opened the door and, and that's kind of 
where I talk about that intersection, right? Because yeah. specifically athletes, they, they want to improve. They want to get better. And so if we package it that way, great. But it's the same thing. Anxiety is anxiety, yeah. right? Feeling symptoms of depression. We all do it. Breaking, breaking news here, yeah. right? Spoiler alert. We all experience symptoms of anxiety and depression. I don't care who you are, how much money you make, what you do, where you're at in life. And so understanding that we can just talk about it in terms of sport and sport performance brings people like athletes in, into the fold where they're willing to kind of have that interaction. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's really cool to, to be going down this road. And unfortunately right now is part of why it's there's such an open door is because we're seeing so many college athletes right now. Yeah. We've, you know, we've talked, we've had some mental health people on, you know, uh, Ashley Harmon at Harman, Texas, yeah. you know, she was a few weeks ago or a month ago or however long ago. <laughs> um, but there's, there's some real serious mental health things going on, you know? And, and so if we can get them services and we package it a little differently, but we still give them the skills like you talked about building confidence, self-esteem, right? The self-talk, those are all the same regardless yeah. of what we're talking about. So, so I do that on an individual level. Primarily. Um, I do have some clients that are not Montana state students, um, anywhere from, you know, youth to youth, to high school, to college. Uh, it's, it's been pretty cool to, to kind of get acquainted with the Bozeman and, and really Montana. I have, I have clients all over the state of Montana and, um, do it via zoom mostly. And then I do some in-person stuff when it's, when it's possible. So it's, it's been really cool. Yeah. And you hit on something that I think is so important. I I've had, you know, as a teacher, I always had to walk this line, this fine line of telling stories. Right. And, and I kind of had this reputation with the kids, like, Hey, get, get Wagner talking about X, like ask him a question about his personal life and we're going to waste a class today. You know, it's kind of what, what kids would think about, but I've just always been so passionate about what the response to challenge has been, not just for me personally, but for, for everybody. And like, I watch my peers or my colleagues or my, my family and my friends experience hardship or challenge or struggle. And then I see them grow from it. And then I see them become different, better, and maybe not better, right? Maybe not always better people because of the hardship, but they, they definitely have changed and it has shaped them. And, and I want to be at that intersection also, right? That's the intersection I want to live at is to be able to say, here's the, the crossroads. And, and we've had a variety of people come on and talk about these moments, right? These hinge moments is, is the one that always gets stuck in my head. Um, but we've had people talk about these moments where the thing changed for them, the experience changed. Maybe they got better. Maybe they, they went through a lull, whatever it was, but, but that moment is the intersection that I, that I find to be super, super fascinating. And it's always been compelling to me as a person. And so like that time in the classroom when I was telling stories was about, hey, I saw this from a friend or from a, a colleague, from a peer, from a coach, from a parent, from a whoever, right? And then we get to connect on a personal level. And, and the coolest part about this for me about 
having been a coach and, and you coaches out there, you know what I'm about to say is when that kid, that athlete comes to you and wants what you're talking about, right. Without the clinical social work background, they want to have a real conversation about this is what I need right now. This is what I'm hopeful for. And here's what I'm not getting. And I think you are a person that can help me solve this challenge. Right. And, and really, and you know, we started this process together. You, you guys moved away and, and as a result, our businesses have become and, and morphed into different things, but you and I have said this from the beginning, right? What we want to do is to equip people to do this themselves. Right. And so when we talked last week about Luke doing it, practicing it, being the model, he holds me accountable as a good friend because he's doing it and I need to do it also, right? So that when somebody walks through this door and asks a question, I have ready-made experience-driven response, not just the textbook, not just the, the anecdotal response, right? I have all of it kind of wrapped in the best tidy bundle that I can because I'm also going through the process. I'm working my tail off to live eyes up also, right. To have that eyes up mindset day in and day out. And sometimes I feel it's like, cause we say it all the time, right. It's cliche here. It's become a little bit like uh, saturated, right. In my life. But I don't, I want to, I want to avoid that because I want to be able to give it away. And we talk about it you know, and I've, I've said, we talk about this stuff so often, but we want to give it away. How do we do that? We live it. And then we learn from it. We meet it at that intersection of challenge and opportunity, right? You know, like it's that what luck is 90% preparation and 10% opportunity. Well, that's what we're talking about here too. And what you're talking about is that opportunity to talk about Hey, I have, I have this license, so I have some tools for you. If you want, like, let's open that door through sports. And that's what I alluded to with, with the coach telling me these are the, these are the best, this is the best thing about our relationship because it opens doors to conversations. I didn't think I'd get to have. So there you go. If we, if you're listening and you've wondered, Hey, why do these guys have a podcast and what exactly do they do? Hopefully that clears it up a little bit. Jamie, where can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out, if they want to learn more about you coming to speak with them as a leader or their team or their program? Yeah. Um, best way is through the website, www.eyesupmindset.com. That's only just, just to clarify, it's just three W's. Just three W's. Not six yeah, sorry. W's. I, I, I stumbled all over myself. Yeah. Uh, eyesupmindset.com. It, my, I think my personal number is on there. Um, I believe your personal number is still on there because it will direct could you. Be. It could be. Um, but no, that's that's the way to do it. Also, the the email is eyesupmindset at gmail.com. We can, we can set something up. We can talk about what it is that your programs need and how we can work together, how we can partner together to try and serve those needs. Um, yeah, and I like super excited about any opportunities I get because it gives me a reason to cheer to like, and I, I, my, the best thing about it is I get to know these places that I've never been or these towns, these communities that are founded on their schools. Right. And, you know, like, or founded on a specific business or this business is the lifeblood of a community 
and and we tend to serve rural populations. I'm just going to be real. Like I tend to serve smaller communities because my heart is is small town in a lot of ways. Doesn't mean I I wouldn't work with with larger communities or larger businesses, but I know that this service isn't readily available in some of these small towns, and and we want to we want to meet those people where they are, and and we get to learn about them and cheer for them and and stand beside them. It's, it's awesome. So eyes of mindset.com eyes of mindset at gmail.com. Check us out. How about yeah. You? And, and, oh, and for me I, for a long time, and if, if you reach out to Jamie and what you're looking for is some sort of clinical or individual services, I mean, we work so closely I'll direct, together. I'll, it will, I'll direct you to John. It'll get directed. But as far as my specific stuff, Jay Shirky counseling, you don't have to put the W's anymore. Cause I don't even know what that stands. I, when did that stop, Jamie? Because there was a point know. where that you just don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Especially I don't know. in Google. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, J, the letter J, Shirky Counseling at uh, dot com. And that my email's on there. Like you said, my personal cell phone number is on there. Call me. I mean, I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. There's there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, you gotta send this email and it goes to this inbox and it's kind of secretive. Look, we're 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 out there. Send us a text message, call us. Um if you want to talk about, if you're a parent and your kid is struggling with something, sports or not, let's talk about it. Or if you're a coach uh, and you have athletes that you think could benefit from uh, getting better in any 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 capacity, I would love and, to talk what, to you. What we've said for forever, right, is that this stuff is beyond athletics. It's beyond yeah. coaching. It's leadership. It's life. It's business. It's it's how we live. And that's why the tagline is live eyes up, right? It, you have to choose it in some way or another. And if, and if what we do is compelling in any way, like reach out to one or both of us. And even if that's just to say, Hey, appreciate you guys appreciate what you're doing. Do you want to grab a coffee? I'll probably have a Coke cause I don't drink coffee, but um, I'll come someday, hang out Jamie. And talk with you. Someday, Jamie, you'll, entered the world of adulthood even though you have two small children <laughs> coke's good yeah. though coke is good okay so yeah we'd love to hear from you um send us an email we're also on twitter instagram facebook I, tom was also giving me a hard time about facebook he's like where else are you because i hate facebook and and that's fine there's a lot of people that look social media is is not for everybody but it is a part of the world. And so if you want to reach out to us there, all of our stuff yeah, is at eyes up mindset. Um, so that being said, now we've got that out of the way. Something Tom also challenged me with Jamie. And the part of this is me feeling like I asked Tom to come on and he said he needs a few more, you know, whatever episodes to get ready, which is a lie. <laughs> but um if you haven't, by the way, if you haven't listened to Tom's episodes, he's been on a couple of times about parenting was the first one. We talked a lot about parenting and coaching way he, back. He also then was telling us about how he was going to ride a thousand mile bike ride and like just new experiences and, and taking on different challenges. And it, yeah, it's episode three, I think is the first one with Tom Lucky and he's a good friend. And that's why he was episode three, probably. That doesn't mean, Luke, you were a bad friend because you were episode 110. So let's just clarify that. Anyway. So I got this video from him. And uh, he, <laughs> I'm not, I, 
I'm not sure why you didn't get it actually, but um, so it starts, I get a text and a video and it says, today I'm trying to learn to unicycle. <laughs> and I'm like, boy, this, I, this could go anywhere. I don't have yeah. any idea. Um, and he said, obviously I kept telling myself to keep my eyes up, realized that my sun hat that I thought was protecting me was actually hindering my progress. Once I moved it out of the way, I was able to get my best ride. I'm sure there are some metaphors in there. And then he said, what do you think, what you think is protecting you is no actually doubt. hindering your progress. No and, doubt. and so I tried to get him to come on. And so I'm just going to badger him until he comes back on. But until then, we're just going to use his text messages and talk about him anyway. But so unicycling, obviously that is not for me, but so often, Jamie, we, we come across these activities and these things and, you know, part of why we chose, you know, eyes up and live eyes up is, is for this reason. Like there's actually practical reasons to, to keep your eyes up to yeah. be successful. Right. And so it's metaphorical and it's actually physical helps us in a lot of ways. But the second part of that, where he said, Hey, what is actually, I think is protecting me actually is hindering my progress was the thing that really jumped out at me. Uh, so you, you just heard it for the first time. So what, it, what, what hit you when you just heard that? It goes to this place, like it's almost visceral, right? Because I am not a risk averse person. I'm a very risk tolerant person. And in the same breath, I constantly look prior to the risk, right? I'm, I'm a, I'm a very like assess the world sort of person all the time. I'm constantly like, this is what's going on over here. What, what it means to me, is like that risk tolerance is very calculated, right? It, it's, it's an incredibly calculated process for me, right? I, 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 I think seem, it is for everybody. I think yeah. it is for everybody. Just I, yeah. your level of comfort with it. Exactly. Right. And and to me, what I hear when I say what's protecting you is the limiting factor is I look at like, as many of you know, from this podcast, like the financial thing in my life has been a challenge. And so some of the things that protect us, right, having a budget, making really uh, sound financial decisions, not spending outside of our means, like paying off our mortgage in some way, right. is maybe a limiting factor in some ways because that's a calculation. Right. And, and I'm not saying don't calculate, don't be, um, conscious or wise in their decision-making, but I think there is a piece of this that like we need to throw off. Right. It has to align with the vision, though. When it's in alignment with the vision, I think about Mike McElroy, the defensive coordinator at Bethel. He came on and he's like, as long as everybody's going in the same direction, like we're in good shape. If, if the thing, the challenge, the opportunity is going the same direction you're going, there is some capacity to throw the risk out the wind and just like, to go for it. And that's what I love about Tom. Right. And like, let's, if we bring this back to like unicycling also not for me, I'm surprised it's for Tom, but I'm also not at all surprised because 
this is who he is, right? He's like, I want to take on a new challenge. I want to try a new thing. I'm going to have a new experience and it's going to be worth it. The new experience in itself is worth it. Where I have many people in my life, and I would probably include you in this at different moments where it's like the new experience is change and I'm not super excited about that. And so that becomes risk that I'm unwilling to take, right? And I think that's the key word. When it's change and you're scared of the change, that's not valuable. That's the protection that we need to throw off. When it's, when it's change and it has real consequences in it, like we don't know what the actual long-term second, third, fourth order consequences or results are going to be. And they might be excellent. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think about this in relationships. I think about it financially, as I just said, I think about it in sport. I think about it everywhere. There's just a lot of wisdom in that, in that moment, right. In that thought process. How did it strike you when you first heard it? No, I, similarly in terms of that, the comfort level, right. And you talk about change and I, I think of it as discomfort of what it is that I'm needing to do or wanting to do. Right. And I love that you tied it to the, the direction and because so often, and we, this is another word that comes up frequently when we have guests on, or just when we're talking is intentional, yeah. right? If it's something that is truly going to grow and stretch you in the direction that you want to, you take your life because you have decided this is what I want to do, right? You, you have to be able to work through that discomfort to get yourself to say, Hey, no, I'm going to. I'm going to do this, even though my, everything about this says I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to protect myself. I'm not going to put myself out there. And you were absolutely right in terms of change is not something I love to have. This is, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know what to expect. I'm on time or early and da da da. predictable, right? It's predictable. And when that deviates, that's harder for me. And at the same time, Sometimes that's the best yeah. in terms of the experience you can have, the outcomes that you produce, the relationships that you build is because they're, they're unexpected, yeah. right? You get into situations and this is why we learn so much from, and we, we remember more of the crazy stuff that happened that we could never even Imagine and the stress, right? The st- and the stress of it. Stressors, right? The stressors that we see in retrospect, we're like, nah, that was it was it was an opportunity, right? Yeah. Challenge meets opportunity. And then I think the, the second part of it was the awareness of it, right? He became aware that this thing yeah. was protecting me in one way and hindering me in another way. So he he had an he had a choice. He had to choose, yeah. You get to choose then, right? You either take the hat off and you risk. But you also have options, right? He's, look, I love Tom, but Tom's also a little hair challenged like all the rest of us at this age. And so he's risking burning his head, right? But now, once you make that choice, knowing that your outcome is going to be better and stronger and more fulfilling, well, yeah, now I can put sunscreen on or we don't go out on a really sunny day. We live in a backwards hat. Wear a backwards. There's all kinds of things, right? But so- so it's the awareness. It's not A or then, B, right? Correct. It's not A or B. Like there's always C, D, E, F, G as options too. Right. And I, the thing that I have been thinking, I don't know, 
now for however long I haven't been talking. So I apologize. I was listening to you, but I also had this thought, right? There almost isn't too much stretch when you're on the path you want to be on, right? I, I think there is probably, it can stretch you and break you at times, but when you are on that direction, when you're when you are in alignment with your vision or your values, if you're being stretched, it's probably good. It's probably good. It's probably going to end up for the best for you. Again, alignment with vision and value. If those things are, are purposeful and intentional, as we've talked about, if you're going the direction you want to go and get stretched, right? Go and get that challenge right in front of you because it's going to put you in a place the next time you're going to be grateful that you had that other experience, right? Yep. So more to come on that because not only has he started unicycling, but I got a call from him yesterday said he is decided that he's going to be a golfer. So he decided <laughs> to take up golf and based on this last conversation and all of the other conversations we've had about Tom, he's like, you know, the one thing you probably know by now is that I just jump when I decide I'm, I'm, I'm just in all. In. So I've gotten 30 text messages, voice to voicemails. Hey, how do I dress? What do I look like? What do I, how do I, <laughs> you know? And so anyway, more to come from Tom, from Tom and we appreciate you, Tom. And we look forward to having you back on to, you can share your own stories. Cause uh, yeah, we it's you. better coming from you. He's a funny you. dude. Jamie, good to catch up. Good to be back in the saddle after a couple of weeks out. Listeners, we appreciate you joining us. And again, if you're looking for services that we can support you in any way, whether it be large group, individual, anything in between, um, send us an email, reach out, and we would love to have a conversation. Jamie, you got anything else? No, I'm good, man. Let's do it. Appreciate you guys. And as always, live eyes up.